Welcome to the podcast. Today, we have founder Don Milne with us again. We're telling stories that Don had researched a couple of years ago while he was doing his World War II 100 Fallen blog. Thank you for joining us today, Don. And uh, you want to tell us a story? Yeah, the story I picked to share today is an individual by the name of John Mooney Kirby. He was a Marine. Um, he was actually born uh, in Georgia on January 29th, 1918. His parents, uh, John and Francis, they were both born in Georgia too. Um, his father was a shipyard driller and later he was a chief engineer with the YMCA. So I, I remember looking that up, I'm thinking what kind of engineers would work for the YMCA, but that was in the 1920s and maybe there was something engineering that you would do with the YMCA back then. His mother died in 1933 when he would have been 15 years old. He did have three older brothers and an older sister. Uh, one of his brothers also served during the war. He was in the Army. Um, by, not, by the 1940 census, John had already completed two years of high school. And by that point, he was already in the Marines. He was a private first class. And eventually, uh, John rose to the rank of sergeant. And uh, his unit was Company C, 5th Tank Battalion, 5th Marine Division. Um, during the war, on December 17th of 1943, while he was uh, on home at leave at some point, he married Anna Lee Walker. So um, where when I was writing these stories as part of my blog, I would do this on my lunch break. So I only had like an hour of time. There may be more information about uh, Sergeant Kirby. And so when someone eventually gets this name and says they want to do a more complete story, they may be able to fill in the gaps and that would be great to have more details, but uh, I'm kind of picking up the story in his last position of service, which was in the battle of uh, Iwo Jima. So he was in command of a flamethrower tank when the fifth Marine division landed on Iwo Jima on February 19th of 1945. So it, it looks like a regular Sherman tank, but apart from the, the, the normal uh, gun on the front, it had a separate gun that shot out flames and they would use that to attack pillboxes because the pillboxes might not uh, take a hit uh, from a, a, a gun as effectively as a, a flamethrower would, would go in and take out all the oxygen and obviously kill everybody that was uh, touched by the, the flame. So, and because it was inside a tank, it would make it easier for them to get a little bit closer and only the bigger Japanese weapons could knock them out. Um, we also had uh, Marines carrying the, the flamethrowers on their backs and that was super dangerous. And for obvious reasons, you don't have a lot of uh, um, armor when you're just carrying that around on your own. But so he was in charge of one of these tanks um, and he only lived um, until uh, three days later uh, is when he was killed. And for what he did while serving in the Battle of Iwo Jima, he was awarded posthumously the Silver Star. And I was able to find the citation that went along with that. And this is what it said. Cool and courageous while approaching to destroy an enemy installation, Sergeant Kirby acted instantly when his tank threw a track and dismounting from the disabled vehicle directed his crew in a hurried attempt to effect repairs despite 
the sudden concentration of blasting fire pouring forth from a Japanese emplacement beyond range of the tank's flame gun. Determined to reduce the heavy volume of hostile fire, he advanced towards the enemy position by foot, carrying a submachine gun, and succeeded in delivering several bursts of fire into the entrance and ports of the installation before he fell under the impact of an enemy grenade. By his unfaltering leadership, tenacious perseverance, and self-sacrificing devoted duty, he aided in reducing the hostile fire and enabled the other members of the tank crew to place their vehicle back in action. His conduct throughout reflects the highest credit upon Sergeant Kirby and the United States Naval Services. He gallantly gave his life for his country. So um, Sergeant Kirby is now buried uh, at the Rest Haven Memorial Park Cemetery in Princeton, West Virginia. So even though his family, at least when he was uh, growing up, lived in uh, Georgia, and his parents were born in Georgia, for some reason he's now buried in Princeton, West Virginia. I don't know what happened to his widow. So um, what happened uh, after he died, something that right now is not part of the story. This is Tatiana. I'm interrupting the podcast to ask you to do me a favor. Please subscribe. I know you hear that a million times on YouTube and all over everything, but it really does help us grow. As we get more listeners, we're able to uh, reach your audience and tell these stories to more people, which I think honestly is the main goal that we're trying to accomplish here is get these stories told to the next generation so that we honor and you know remember these fallen. And thank you so much for listening and go back to continuing listening to the podcast. I did want to share one other thing. Um, when I was writing this blog, I would sometimes find out, hey, there was somebody born on the exact same day as this person who went on and did something uh, that we may know him for some other thing that made him famous. So there was this uh, individual by the name of John Forsyth. He was born on the exact same day as uh, um, Sergeant Kirby. And uh, probably in 2021, people aren't going to know too much about who's John Forsythe. But if, if you were uh, watching TV back in the 1970s and the 1980s, there were a couple of TV shows. One was called Charlie's Angels, and the other one was called Dynasty. And he was an actor on both of those TV shows. He actually had some uh, bit movie parts back in the 1940s, and he served the country during World War II. In his case, he didn't make it overseas. He uh, served stateside making films for the Army, but he also served in helping injured soldiers who were uh, trying to recover their speech. So he helped with that. So two guys born on the exact same day, John Kirby, John Forsyth. Um, John Kirby earned the Silver Star posthumously, died at the Battle of Iwo Jima. Uh, John Forsyth becomes a pretty well-known actor, and he died in uh, 2010. So that's what I wanted to share our podcast today. Um, another, another one of the many stories that our writers will find about the uh, uh, very difficult fighting of the Marines that we um, had on Iwo Jima. I saw one other thing that I noted. Uh, this John Forsyth 
he was actually in a movie that was made during World War II called Destination Tokyo. So if you're an old uh, war movie buff, you may have seen that. It was a movie with Cary Grant on a submarine. So I was thinking the movie was made in 1943 and, and they tried uh, very much wherever they could to get these films to our troops. And if he was on an aircraft carrier, I'm sure they had movie night every night. And I'm sure they brought these films in uh, as, as quickly as they could. It's, it's very likely um, that uh, if, if he was on a ship traveling to Iwo Jima, he could have seen this movie, or maybe was when he was in Hawaii staging, he could have seen this movie with John Forsyth, a guy born on the exact same day he was acting in a, in a movie. Of course, he wouldn't know that they had shared the same birthday, but they, they would have had that possible connection. Not everyone that listens to this podcast is necessarily going to be a researcher, but, you know, these stories have impact because I think they, they teach us how um, part of part of moving on or part of living is moving on and honoring those who are gone. Seeing those two different stories can be really sad if we just forget that one man's, you know, we forget his life. It's really important that the the loss isn't just you know a loss it's it's a it's a memory that can teach us and help us and make us better in a case like this where he was a silver star recipient it's obviously clear that the actions he took probably led to uh the lives of men in his unit uh being saved that day and eventually coming home part of what we'll be able to do with this project is we will be able to have people identify um, which company they were in. So Sergeant Kirby was in Company C, 5th Tank Battalion. So eventually you'll be able to, through our partnership with Together We Served, um, if you say uh, had a great grandfather that was in Company C, 5th Tank Battalion, you could look that information up and you would see, hey, my grandfather was in the same uh, company is John Kirby. There's a very good chance that I'm here today because of John Kirby. So there's a connection with probably millions of Americans today to these people that didn't make it home, especially in the case of those who received uh, commendations for valor, that, that they, they made a sacrifice and uh, by happenstance, this resulted in people being here that never would have been here. That's so cool. I didn't realize that was a, a feature on Together We Serve that uh, eventually, I mean, this is obviously once we've filled this in, because right now it's not really any information there, but like the average person could find their their ancestor and in, in, in by unit. Yep. If you knew what unit the person was, we'll be able to match up every single other person that was in that same unit. That's really going to be a huge benefit and moving forward. That's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for taking your time today and sharing with us this story of Sergeant Kirby. And uh, thank you for listening to the podcast and um, we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.